0: Can quarterback Sam Howell and the new defensive play caller head coach Ron Rivera lead the Washington Commanders in an upset over Tua Tungvaluwa, Tyreek Hill, and the Miami Dolphins? We're going to answer all of that and more on this crossover episode of Locked on Dolphins and Locked on Commanders. Your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Welcome in everybody to this crossover thursday episode of locked on commanders locked on dolphins your daily podcast covering the washington commanders and the miami dolphins part of the locked on podcast network your team every day thanks so much for making us your first listens of the day every day and don't forget that you can subscribe for free on youtube or wherever you're listening to this podcast i'm david harrison host of locked on commanders on twitter at d harris 82. he's kyle krabs host of locked on dolphins on twitter at grinding the tape and we're covering both sides of this weekend's matchup for you here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our every dares and every dares you already know, but we'll tell you anyway, we appreciate every single one of you. This crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by prize picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports, go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL, all lowercase, and you'll get a first deposit match up to $100 in this week's crossover. We're going to talk about what has to happen for the Miami dolphins to cover And for Washington to upset the nine and a half point spread that FanDuel is currently projecting in a Dolphins win. The matchups that go into this weekend's contest, but we're going to start it all off with the biggest storyline surrounding each of these teams. Kyle, what is going on with the Miami Dolphins?
1: Well, uh, first of all, I want to compliment you on the beard because it looks very sharp. This morning. So props there. As somebody who cannot grow a beard, I always appreciate a good beard when I see one. It's good to catch up. We don't get to do this often, right? The commanders, dolphins, it's if we're lucky twice every four years, depending on where you're finishing in the divisional order, now that you have the 17th game. So it's good to catch up with you. But from a a Dolphins perspective, uh coming into this game, the focus is really on how well the Dolphins can mitigate the self-inflicted wounds that they've been experiencing. Over the course of the past several weeks, you know, they, they have uh, two interceptions late in the first half against the New York Jets. One of those returned for a touchdown, takes a 10-0 lead, turns it into 10-6. They miss the extra point. The second interception leads to a pick six that's returned for a touchdown. That's neither here nor there. Uh, against the Raiders, you have three turnovers. Tui Tangamaloa has a fumble. Uh, he has an interception coming out of half, trying to take a shot down the field. This is a team that is so potent, so explosive. But when you get into late season games mitigating the turnovers and mitigating short fields for opponents you know you add up the Dolphins scoring defense and and their defensive metrics have have raised significantly since a slow start in the first month of the season but they have multiple interceptions returned for touchdowns. I believe it's three total this season. And you take the short fields where you fumble against New England to start the second half in week eight and they get points out of that. You take the Uh, Fumbles against the Raiders, they directly get six points as a result of fumbles that you put on the ground. This scoring defense is 23rd in the league, but the rest of the metrics are pretty promising outside of that. So you have to, as you get into this late season run, Miami sitting at eight and three. Buffalo is second in the division at six and six. Hopefully they smell blood in the water and a chance to go on a little bit of a run here. They're home for their next few games after this contest. This is their next to last road game on the regular season schedule. Don't give a game away with mistakes that you would otherwise have a talent advantage in. And that's always something that, whether it's the Jets or Washington, obviously the FanDuel line speaks to what they feel the talent discrepancy is just from the the talent that's available for these two teams. Mm -hmm. But Miami, it's always going to be a question until they stop doing it. And they only have one season, one game this entire season where they have not had a single turnover. That was week three against the Broncos when they scored on effectively every possession they had until the end of the game. So for Miami, that's the story is, hey, great. You know, the offense has come to life over the last couple of weeks. You're up over 400 yards of offense. You scored 27 points on offense against the Jets defense. But the turnovers. And you know you had a fumble against Kansas City in a high-profile game in in Germany that was returned for a touchdown. So Miami they, they got to clean it up. It's the number one talking point now that the balance has started to come back to this offense a little bit.
0: Yeah, and, and if you're in Miami Dolphins looking to fix that turnover problem, uh, this this might be the matchup that you're that you're really looking for. And unfortunately, through twelve weeks. Of football, this Washington Commanders defense specifically, but really the Washington Commanders off- offense has been a part of it as well. Facing three straight teams earlier in the season that were 32nd in the league in sacks coming into those games. And each of those teams were able to dig themselves into the mid-20s by the time that game was over. Uh kind of like our friends at Better Help. Like if you've got some stress on your side of the ball, come see Washington and Washington will help you deal with that stress and, and that's unfortunate for commanders fans but the biggest story this weekend is ron rivera taking control of that commander's defense and looking to be a little bit more of a stress inducer than they have been a stress releaser i do expect a little bit more blitzing from ron rivera's control not a ton more blitzing i don't think you're going to see like a like a martin mayhew or uh a, uh a, a, what's his name kyle I'm, I'm completely blowing the giants defensive coordinator's we name martindale We Martindale, you know why I say Martin Mayhew, the GM of the Washington Commanders, calling the Giants defense. That's insane. But uh, more blitzing from the Washington Commanders with Ron Rivera in charge. But again, not to that kind of a level, just a little bit of an increase. And part of that is because he mentioned that he does want to get defensive tackles, Jonathan Allen, and Deron Payne into some better matchup situations. Get them some more one on one looks because especially with the, with the absences of Chase Young and Montez Sweat. I mean, if you're an offensive line, you look at that defensive line and no disrespect to any of the guys that are on the edges now for the Washington Commanders, but they're just not that threatening. So you focus in on those two guys, you mitigate their ability to impact the game, and then you make these guys who are completely unproven for a reason to to some extent uh, try to prove themselves and just hasn't been working. So I do expect to see more blitzes. I expect to see Jonathan Allen Duran maybe get mixed around on the defensive line. We've actually seen a little bit, even before Jack Del Rio was fired, uh, those guys getting a little bit of looks outside the A-gaps and, and and on some of those tackles. And I expect to see maybe a little bit more of that. I also expect to see an increase in zone coverage. Uh, the Washington Commanders defense, since, since Ron Rivera has arrived at least, has been known as a zone match defense. And, and some of that communication complication that a zone match scheme really kind of produces, I think, is what has led to this dip in production on the defense. Uh, Kyle, to be, to be completely fair and completely transparent to Dolphins fans, everybody in the Washington media, and I think most Commander fans would agree, we all look like clowns because we all thought this defense was going to be a top 10, top 8, maybe a top 5 unit in the preseason. They thought so as well. So it's not just us. They thought so internally as well. But I think the, the complication with Jack Do Rio's version of match zone defense is when you add some new pieces like Emmanuel Forbes, or you lose a piece and you have to put in a guy like Percy Butler in that safety spot, that communication now is already complicated, becomes even more complicated. And the likelihood for one spot to slip out and cause chaos amongst the rest is just higher. And I think that's what we've seen. I think a much more simplified version. Of zone coverage is, is probably what you should expect from the commanders. I do still think it's going to be a zone match defense, just maybe not as many what ifs. And, and and if this happens, I have to do this type of situations going on. So a little bit less complicated, but still one of the more complicated types of defensive schemes to run out there today. Um, and obviously, if that's going to happen, I expect a lot less man coverage. Uh, this team has been just destroyed by mesh concepts because teams are looking at their man coverage and they're just realizing they don't have the athleticism. You don't have you have a guy like Kendall Fuller who cannot run uh, from sideline to sideline with, with the young talent in this league. You get Jalen Waddell or Tyreek Hill running a mesh concept with Kendall Fuller having to go through all that traffic and all that mess and man coverage. And it's game over. It has been for, for much lesser talented receivers and quarterback tandems. So that's what I expect from a uh, Ron Rivera controlled defense this weekend against Miami Dolphins.
1: Uh, and and you're you're talking the language that Dolphins fans can relate to. Obviously, Vic Fangio is so much zone match defense as well. And uh, early in the season, as they're getting acclimated to it, and then they they go up to Buffalo week four and they have their injuries, uh, and, and they they don't have one of their play callers in the safety position, and Buffalo hung up 48 points on them for for that exact thing that you're talking about with either losing a piece or having a new player that stepped in and has to acclimate. So... um this is kind of the stage of the game where you'd like to think uh, these teams can be settled into this a little bit. I'm really fascinated yeah. to see what Ron's imprint is on this defense just based off of uh, the the kind of the post trade deadline version of this team with Del Rio. Uh, I think it's probably a good move for them to make a change. And, and it's obviously center stage for this matchup that we have coming up in week 13.
0: Yeah, the Washington commanders, according to uh, to, to the remaining strength of the schedule, have the toughest road ahead. Um And when you're already projected to pick top five in the NFL draft, that mm-hmm. doesn't speak too highly of your, your odds. But Ron Rivera is going to give it his best shot. What matchups are going to dictate the result of this Dolphins-Commanders game? That's coming up next on this Locked On uh, Crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Commanders and Locked On Dolphins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day and this crossover episode along with all your crossover episodes on the network are brought to you by prize picks prize picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in north america It is the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports because it's just you against the numbers instead of battling thousands of other players including pros sharks guys like kyle guys like me who see these teams every single day you just pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and then sit back watch your winnings roll in i pick three player projections every thursday night For the Thursday night football matchup this season, I'm doing all right. I'm I'm probably going about 60% successful. This week, I'm going with Seattle Seahawks kicker Jason Myers for more than one and a half field goals made, Cowboys receiver CeeDee Lamb for less than six and a half receptions, and Dallas Cowboys running back Tony Pollard for more than half a touchdown. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL. Use the promo code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, that promo code locked on NFL all lowercase at prizepix.com slash locked on NFL to get your first deposit matched up to $100. Price Picks Daily Fantasy Sports made easy. Thanks again, everybody, for being a Locked On Dolphins, Locked On Commanders, your first listen or view today and every day, every dares. We appreciate you coming through here. Stick around because Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on youtube locked on sports today is here for you 24 7 covering the top sports stories around all of the professional leagues with local experts and locked on plus our national shows covering every single league go to locked on sports today on youtube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24 7 streaming channel Continuing our look at the miami dolphins visiting the washington commanders at beautiful fedex field in landover maryland Biggest matchups, most important players. Uh, Kyle, who? what is the biggest matchup in your eyes for this Miami Dolphins team?
1: Well, you already alluded to the players, and it's I, I think you look at what the strength is for Washington's defense, and it's those interior guys. And the Dolphins have been playing the past several weeks with backup guards. And you probably get Robert Hunt, the right guard, back this week. He dressed last week but was kind of considered an emergency-only player. Um, and they they handled that the same way as center Connor Williams a little earlier in the season. He dressed for a mm-hmm. week, did not play, and then came back into the starting lineup the following week. But Rod hadn't played in about a month with a hamstring issue. And the backup guards, whether they be Liam Eikenberg or Lester Cotton, it's a matchup where it's kind of derailed Miami's run game consistency. There's been more miscommunications if you're running stunts up front in pass protection. I thought they had an admirable effort against the Jets, but their passing game was also a little different uh, just schematic wise and game plan wise, specifically a little bit less of the the intermediate shots over the middle of the field in that game against the Jets, just with the uh, acknowledgement of how potent that four man pass rush is for New York. So do they want to get back to working the 10 to 19 area, middle of the field, a little bit longer developing routes? And if they do, Those guards having that success rate inside, one of them you can get help from Connor Williams, the other one you can't. So that's really, for me, where if Washington does have a chance to disrupt what Miami does offensively, you look to where their best players live and you acknowledge that Miami has had backup players who have been playing in those spots the last several weeks
0: yeah and, and that that interior pressure if you can get it has been big i mean anytime you talk about an nfl quarterback nobody likes that but when you when you talk about younger quarterbacks especially uh you know i talked about it with the commanders facing this 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 dolphins offense uh you know if you if you can you want to get to a tongue by low eyesight you know or eye line as low as possible you want to get him looking at the pocket looking at the pass rush instead of looking for his receivers because you can't see tyree killer jalen waddle he can't throw to him right um so i think that's that's obviously going to be key and for again for the Washington Commanders you know you don't want to you know beat the dead horse too much but that has been something that they've been able to give up uh over the course of the season typically the tackles are the more weaker spot on the offensive line uh but certainly the interior offensive line had its own struggles against Dallas especially uh, on Thanksgiving for the Washington Commanders I think the biggest matchup here it's gonna sound a little bit weird but it's Sam Howell's patience and ability to take what the Miami Dolphins defense is going to give them versus the pressure that he's going to have to score points Mm -hmm in this contest like you know at the end of the day the message you know on wednesday we're going to talk to ron rivera and and we're going to hear the same old you know coach speak of just have to execute and do your job and do your part and everything will work out fine and all that stuff but the bottom line is you're expecting the miami dolphins to come in here and put in points like i've I've kind of already said kyle that if i don't see this washington commander's offense putting up at least 25 points up uh, against the next opponent i can't possibly with integrity, try to predict a Washington Commanders victory in this game, that number might need to go up to about 35. Like this is, this is a game where you might see the Washington Commanders give up back-to-back 45 point outings to their opponents. And some of that is obviously the defensive struggle, but some of that is just what the Miami Dolphins have been able to do. So when you're Sam Howell, you know that you're aware of that, uh, whether you acknowledge it publicly or not. So the pressure to put points on the board every single time you have the ball is going to be something I'm going to be really interested to see how he handles. Uh, Sam Howell, Very infamously, if you're a Washington Commanders fan, had a very rough game against the New York Giants his first time facing them as a starter earlier this season. And the expectation was that second outing he would be much better. Uh, Not so much. And for me, going back and watching the tape, there were a lot of situations where he had underneath routes, he had intermediate routes. Uh, open I mean third and six is where he had wide open guys about eight yards downfield and he bypassed those guys to take the deep shot sometimes into double coverage some of those led to turnover opportunities and to me it looked like a young quarterback that was pressing trying to not only beat a divisional opponent but almost trying to make up for the bad performance he had uh the previous time that he saw that team and, and that's a young guy thing to do you know I think a lot of young guys they had that killer mentality they want to go out there and make those plays so that pressure alone, like the Miami Dolphins, almost come into this game because of that external pressure, with like five sacks on the board. And I'm really interesting to see. and really interested to see how Sam Howell responds to that, uh, because the Dolphins, you know, for for everything they have done, uh, one of the one of the not as great teams. Uh, I think 20 other teams or so are better than them in red zone defense and goal to go defense. So if Sam Howell can be patient and take the dump offs and let his playmakers make some moves get into the red zone, get into the goal-to-go situations, because right now that is where the Dolphins have been the most vulnerable, and Eric Biennemi should be able to scheme up some opportunities for them uh, to get points in that situation. But if he tries to get it in those chunks by forcing them, that's where you might see another three-interception day from Sam Howell.
1: Yeah, and I think that's a great point from a defensive explosive perspective. The Dolphins are number one in the NFL in the least amount of explosive plays uh, conceded defensively this season uh, on a per game basis. They have 41 explosive plays, I believe, or 44 explosive plays through 11 games. So uh, they have really put the the ceiling on opposing offenses. So uh, they they do dare you to be methodical and not make mistakes and consistently went on first down because if they get you behind the sticks on second and long, they're going to make you make that decision on are we going to try to run the ball and set up a third and mid or are we going to throw the ball and if we're going to come out and spread the field and try to throw the ball, that's when you, you look at this bevy of pass rushers that the Dolphins have. Obviously, they lost Jalen Phillips on Black Friday with a torn Achilles for the rest of the season and that's going to be a tough blow for the Dolphins long term. Um, I, I do think between Bradley Chubb, Christian Wilkins is tied for the team lead in sacks. He's having a career year and a contract year. He's really motivated. Uh, Andrew Van Ginkle, when Jalen Phillips missed time earlier this season, uh, was pretty successful. He had a starring role in the Sunday Night Football winning against the New England Patriots in Week Two when Phillips uh, missed his first game of the season. Uh, Zach Sealer uh, is another interior defensive lineman. They just paid. He's got five sacks this year. Like they, they've had five guys with more than twenty-five pressures on the season. So they they have enough well-roundedness where if you're going to try to hold the ball and make things happen down the field, you'd like to think that that pass rush can, can really get after it and force some mistakes. And uh, I think that's a a big matchup for Miami when, when the the commanders do have the ball is who steps up opposite on that other side. Is it going to be Emmanuel Agba who's on a big contract, but hasn't really played, or is it going to be Andrew Van Ginkle and, and their role presumably against Andrew Wiley, because they have exclusively rushed uh, they they have sides. Bradley Chubb rushes against left tackles, and Phillips had been rushing against right tackles.
0: Yeah, and, and Commanders are never happy to hear that an opposing team might be focusing on rushing guys like Andrew Wiley because he hasn't been uh, as super sharp, I think, as many, as many expected coming from a, a Super Bowl regular uh, in the Kansas City Chiefs. So those are the key matchups. Those are the key players. They're going to play roles in this weekend's game. Coming up next, we're going to talk about what has to go right for the Commanders to pull off the upset and what the Dolphins have to do in order to prevent the upset. That's next on today's Crossover Thursday episode of Locked On Commanders and Locked On Dolphins, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins and Locked on Commanders brought to you by DoorDash. If it's halftime, that's ordering time. Why root for your team on an empty stomach? You wouldn't do it in the stadium. Don't do it in the living room. Order on DoorDash and save on football. Watch party favorites. If you're a Miami Dolphins fan traveling to the Washington, D.C. area, the Landover, Maryland area, and you've never been here before, try out Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream. You find them. On DoorDash, my favorite flavor is Honey Vanilla Bean, but they've also got a flavor of Lemon Bar, which is dairy-free. So if you need that, you can still get a treat there. It's very good, very delicious. Highly recommend it. Kickback at kickoff with unbeatable de- deals on everything you need for your watch party, all your favorite restaurants, your favorite stores, retail, grocery. They're all on the app so you can shop everything you need to get game day ready and get prepared before game day. And stock up on your favorite appetizers, tailgate gear, all of it on DoorDash, and then get ready to watch your team competes get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order after downloading the DoorDash app and using the code locked 23 again that code is locked 23 on the DoorDash app after you download it for up to 50% off up to a 10% or $10 value on your first order when you spend $15 or more subject to change terms apply this crossover episode also brought to you by FanDuel score this NFL season with FanDuel America's number one sports book right now new customers you get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bets. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. Not only are the commanders currently nine and a half point underdogs against the Dolphins, the over-under for total points scored is set to 49 and a half. The commanders are plus 370 on the money line, while the Dolphins carry a minus 480 money line odd to get the victory. If you're thinking of joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is easy to use. And there's a wide range of betting options, including those spreads, money line odds, over-unders, total scores, player props. You can make your own parlays. That's my favorite part. And it gets me in trouble almost every week. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off the NFL season and get your winning right in December. FanDuel, official partner of the National Football League. Back now to wrap up this crossover Thursday the episode Locked on Dolphins, Locked on Commanders. We're talking about what has to go right for each side to uh, secure their fate. The, the Miami Dolphins, again, heavy favorites in this game. I think everybody knows why. It's really no secret. Washington Commanders fans. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how many Commanders fans. The ticket sale numbers aren't actually terrible for this game, but the weather expected to not be super great. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how many actually decide to brave the weather, brave the cold. And uh, come out for this one, and and I'm interested, Kyle, to see how Dolphins fans—I don't want to say travel because DC is a transplant city anyway, and this area is a transplant area anyway—but I am interested to see how many uh, how many Dolphins fans are in the stands as well. Um, the 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 concern is always. Trap games right like teams come in they kind of get overconfident about the opponent that they are about to have I call it feeding the trolls earlier this season when the commanders were hosting the Cardinals that's why I said don't feed the trolls that's all you have to do in order to win the game they fed the trolls they still were able to pull off the victory but but Kyle is that how you view this matchup this weekend or what has to happen for the Dolphins in order to not get upset in Landover
1: yeah and the Dolphins have done a nice job Thus far this season, one of the critiques around the team is well, you only beat the teams you were supposed to with air quotes. And you know, they they have avoided the letdown game, and that's really what stands out as kind of the difference right now in this AFC East race. When you consider Buffalo lost to Denver, and obviously Denver's really hot right now, but Buffalo lost to New England. That's one of New England's two wins this season. Buffalo lost to the Jets in week one after Aaron Rodgers went down. So uh, those kinds of, of contests have kind of shaped this AFC race and the Dolphins have avoided it. Uh, I, I think Mike McDaniel, his team learned that lesson last year where they went on, they were very streaky. They win three in a row, they lose three in a row. Some of the teams that they should have beat, regardless of the quarterback situation that they were dealing with, with injuries, they win five in a row, they lose five in a row. Uh, so they were very up and down last year. They talked about the emotional maturation of this this group. I think you got to come out, you got to tackle is the number one yep. thing for me, because if, if Washington's going to get chunk plays, I don't know that it's going to be structurally against Miami's uh, defensive structure with the coverage rate. And then you consider the ball Hawks they have on the back end. You saw uh, Jalen Ramsey late in the game against the Raiders uh, baited a couple of throws against a, a rookie quarterback named O'Connell. Is mm-hmm. he going to test Sam house patience? Is he going to make it look like he's got a little room while he understands the route concept and he, he jumps in front of that throw? Uh, So I think if Washington's going to have explosive plays and and they're going to get chunk gains, it's going to come from Sam Howell extending within the pocket, getting outside the pocket, but keeping his eyes downfields to throw. It's one of the things I was most impressed with when I watched Sam Howell in preparation for this game is he's slippery in the pocket, but he runs largely to throw. And it's Mm -hmm. when you suck up those underneath defenders that you get outside the pocket and say, "Okay, I'm going to box him in. And then he, he ear holes it right around you. And Brian Robinson's catching the ball along the sideline. He's scooting up the sideline for a big game, right? So that for Miami within the pocket, tackle your opportunities. When you get Sam Howell within your wingspan and then in space, don't let them get a lot of run after catching yards after contact as well, because that would be the ticket. I think for Washington, getting the points on the board that they will probably need to win the game.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's hard, man. It's hard to tell competitors to, to, be com- be competitive by by being patient like that, that's it's right. really hard to tell tell guys to do but it's almost you know would you rather give a four yard run to the quarterback or would you rather give a 51 yard touchdown to brian robinson down the sideline that's 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 kind of a pick your poison moment sometimes and and yeah even against the dallas cowboys in and in a big loss like that there are moments where sam Howell just gets away from pressure and you're not even sure uh, how he was able to do it so certainly something to watch there if you're a miami dolphins fan for the washington commanders uh it's been the same narrative all season long but it's the explosives and you can't give up explosives to any team Uh, but especially this Miami Dolphins team because they might be the most explosive in the National Football League. Uh, But not only that, Every team gives up, gives up explosives, you know, here and there, even the Miami Dolphins, who like you said are, are one of the best or the best in the NFL this year in preventing those. They still happen from time to time, but the key really isn't just giving up the explosive is what you do after the explosive and the resiliency there uh, has not been there this season for the Washington commanders. And just as of late, the last two games alone, uh, about 80%, to 85% of the points that their opponents scored came on drives where they were able to notch at least one explosive play. And some of that of obviously explosive play eats up a lot of yards, so you're going to get into scoring range more often. But it's not just that; it's also how this defense seems to respond after giving up those chunk plays. They just kind of seem to get self-defeated. And with Jack Del Rio fired, with their secondary coach uh, getting fired this this last week, and with Ron Rivera taking the reins. You just kind of have to worry about if they give up early explosive plays, is it going to turn into one of those? OK, well, nothing has really changed. What was us? And and this is the same old defense. And then uh, that's when Tyreek Hill puts up 40 points for my fantasy team. And at least I can walk away with a little bit of the silver lining from my day of coverage. So, you know, as 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 insane as it seems to say that that's the key to the Washington Commanders pulling off an upset, preventing those explosive plays. Uh, you've gotta, you got to you got to live with the underneath stuff and you got to try to make the tackles as best you can. Um, Because if you let this Dolphins offense get running in a track meet, it's going to be game over before half time. So should be an entertaining game. Kyle, I told Commanders fans beginning of the season, this team might win four games, might win 14 games. Either way, there was going to be a lot of entertainment. I really expected that to come in the development of the offense, not the implosion of the defense. And so far, they've only got four wins. So I may have been more correct. Than I thought I was when I said that. But it's been a pleasure talking to you, uh, previewing this game. I look forward to seeing the Dolphins. I've never seen Tyreek Hill play in person, so I'm really looking forward to seeing uh that as a football fan. Just, just one of those bucket list items that you get to check off the list. So that's gonna do it, Commanders Fans, Dolphins fans for this crossover Thursday episode, Locked On Dolphins, Locked On Commanders. Don't forget, Locked On has also launched the first ever national 24-7 streaming sports channel on YouTube, Locked On Sports today. Make sure you go there. You'll probably see us talking about this matchup a little bit on that stream as well. Coming up, make sure you follow Kyle on Twitter at GrindingTheTape. Find me on Twitter at DHarrison82. We've each got at least one more episode coming before these two teams take the field on Sunday. As always, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Every day, every day or thank you for coming through on a regular basis like you do. Till we speak again, please be safe, be kind. We'll see you next time for another episode of Locked On Commanders, Locked On Dolphins, part of Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.